Welcome to episode 179 of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. How did I say how there? How? Yeah, weird. Yeah. weird. We talk about book news, author news, and literary news. Nick's afraid of the dark still. Uh, that's literary news? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now I'm sick. Yes, you are. Uh, just First of all, he's Eric Mickles, Hi. and I'm Nick Gunning. Oh, did I not do that part? You didn't. I'm Eric and Mickles. I just, just want to put it out there that this is an episode in which anything can happen, because... Eric is sick, uh-huh. and I am in a terrible mood. Yeah, so Nick's a grumpy guy. Those two things together yeah. could either be magic. It yeah. could be. It could be that X factor we've been missing. Right. Yeah. Or this whole thing could go. We down We needed you to be in a bad mood, and we needed me to have just drank a whole bunch of Theraflu and taken yeah. two Motrins. Those are the two things. So, yeah. that we're missing. Jeez, it's like Sex in the City up in here. I guess so. I just assume one of the characters takes a lot of Motrins. Do you in that show? I don't know where you're getting that from. Kate Cattrall. She doesn't take. Like, boy, I need some. Motrins. Motrins. No, I don't. No, <laughs> okay. no, I don't think she's dry swallowing a lot of Advil <laughs> on that show. I did dry swallow my Motrins because I couldn't That's find gross. my. I can't find my dinosaur cup. That is gross. That thing goes missing like every two days. You need to keep a better eye on it. Yeah. Well, it's because all the fences are down. Yeah. In my heart. Well, if you're anticipating <laughs> Eric finding his dinosaur cup, imagine how much you're anticipating the new books we're going to be talking about today. We're yeah. going to be talking about some upcoming books that are coming out in 2019 that have the literary world abuzz. Would you say that's correct, Eric? The literary world is a buzz. I would say that, and so would most of our bee audience. Hmm. Our honeybee audience. Right, the honeybees. <laughs> Listen, yeah. take that back. Yeah. I do. I think we have more listeners than there are honeybees left in the world. Aren't there Yeesh, five or six? Dark. Okay. All right, sorry. Uh, I, bad mood. I, told, I don't know what you want. Yeah, I told you. Do you want to... T- do you, uh, people can understand why I took medicine. I'm sick. Yeah. Do you want to tell people why you're in a bad mood? I'd rather not. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, I thought fine. you would. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. It's, a, it's a, just a technical problem, you guys. You don't have to worry what about it. What kind of technical problem? <sighs> my headphone jack is broken. Uh-huh. I have to transfer my music or get some wireless headphones, and it's just irritating to me. Right. Didn't but you, you just, know what? Didn't I'm going to tie it in a box, and I'm going to throw that box in the river. Didn't we just buy new headphones at Kmart? I hated them. <laughs> I hated them. Okay. okay. That's not going to do it. Uh, but let me tell you some of the things I've been reading. Uh, so uh-huh. moving on to our bookmark segment, and I've got a lot this week. We had a long weekend, mm. and I pounded down some books here. So here we go. Way to the Stars by Una McCormick. So this is the latest in the Star Trek Discovery books. I said last week that it was reading like a YA book, and the first half of the book did and did not have my interest. The second half of the book uh, was pretty interesting. It picked up some steam. So middle-of-the-road kind of review there. So if you're a Star Trek fan, we have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you power through the first half, it's a short enough read that by the end you're like, yeah, that was good. That's how I feel anyway. Nice. I read The Husband's Secret, which, as you recall uh, in our episode with Kendra about Leanne Moriarty, this is among her favorites. Um, Husband. Secrets. Mm-hmm. From Conan. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't get it. The celebrity one. I don't get it. it was, uh, celebrity. Secrets. Oh, that's fun. I do love Conan. Uh, Being was, punished. To here. me, this was just okay. I thought it was just very okay. Uh huh. You're following three different storylines, which Kendra pointed out last week. Right. And. It's like, to me, they were almost, I wish they were totally independent or that they were a little bit more connected because I spent a lot of the first half of the book being like, wait, who? How was this? You know, it was just, I don't know. I wasn't super invested in two out of the three stories, I guess. And by the end, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. All right. So I guess I can't, I wouldn't, it's fine. I'm going to say that. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Dog's Way Home by uh, Bruce Cameron. Is this the... Uh, yes, it is. I didn't even get to ask. Page to screen. Yeah, the movie. With uh, 
with Claire from he, Jurassic World. Help me out here. Is she in that? She's the dog. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard voices the, dog's the dog. Yeah. Wow. A little weird career, Bryce Dallas Howard. Hmm. Um, I don't appreciate. that. I don't know. This was kind of like a homeward bound situation where one of the dog is trying to get home. The thing is. The human characters in this book were the least compelling people in the world. So the dog goes out and has this adventure, and I'm kind of like, you're probably fine just to keep right. going. Like, those people were kind of a drag. I don't think you want to. So there wasn't a whole lot of that. And it was also, like, weirdly dark. Uh-huh. Um, at one point, the lost dog is tied to a dead hobo. Right. And is just trapped, tied to, talk about tied to a dead hobo. So I, I don't know. I think that was bad. Oh, yeah. I read uh, Quantum Leap, The Beginning by Julie Robidal. This is a novelization of the pilot episode, and it sucked. I read Mornings on Horseback by uh, David McCullough. This was about the early life of Teddy Roosevelt. Basically, his family, uh, his childhood, early adulthood, until he sort of enters politics. And Mm -hmm. then you have a little afterward that's kind of like, and here's what happened. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't focus on the presidential years. It focuses on kind of the earlier stuff. And it was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say... It was a little unfocused at times because uh, Teddy Roosevelt, as a kid, had asthma pretty seriously. And there is a section on his asthma that it's like it's just its own book. It's its own book that's like, here's what asthma was like mm-hmm. at the turn of the century. And it was just so long and so boring. And there were segments like that that felt like, well, move on. Right. We don't want to. Let's talk about Teddy Roosevelt. You okay. know? So are you <laughs> still going to meet Roosevelt when he goes on book tour? Um. Yeah, I think I will. Okay. I think I still meet uh, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Yep, that'll be fine. Uh, let's see what else. The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. So this is one that is Barnes and Noble's current book club selection. It's about the actress Hedy Lamarr, who um invented some things that aided in uh World War Two and mm. sort of went on to uh um those inventions went on to play sort of a pivotal role. So the story is interesting. This is one of those things where. You read a synopsis of it, and it sounds really interesting. You know, uh, a Jewish woman like fleeing her home in Austria, ending up in Hollywood, doing movies, inventing stuff to help the war effort. What's, I mean, what's the title again? Uh, the only, the only woman in the room. Oh, okay, so it's a lot of good stuff. The story sounds good, but mm-hmm. it just—I don't know. It never. I feel like it doesn't focus on the right parts. You don't really get to the meat of the story until like the, maybe the last mm-hmm. quarter. And the early stuff is just sort of her and her first husband, which is like, I think because it's it's based on like real characters, it's like a you know a novel, a, a fictionalized version of real characters and events. I think maybe the author forgot that you still need to develop those characters. You still mm. need to like if we're treating this like fiction, then you need to you need to go in and say like here's why these characters are behaving this way. You can't right. just like point A to point B. So this was a very quick read. Um, her other books seem like they've been pretty popular. I don't know about this one, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that it succeeded at what it set out to do. So, <laughs> thumbs Sorry, down. Man. Uh, and finally, Faith, Hope, and Hilarity by Dick Van Dyke. Collection of uh, basically like little religious humor Is things this super from old? the 70s. Yeah. It was not good. It was not funny. You needed to have a lot of knowledge about like 70s commercials and day-to-day life to uh, get a right. lot of the jokes. <laughs> okay. So, I didn't get them all. Right. Much as I love Dick Van Dyke, this was this was a no go. Yeah, Graphic novels, dated. Lando, Double Boy. or Nothing, based on the uh, uh, the new Lando, the Donald. What's his name? Go on. What is his name? Donald Glover. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, take on Lando. Yeah, boring. 
Uh, I read Green Arrow Moving Targets. That was all right. Mm-hmm. And finally, I read Mira, Queen of Atlantis, which is brand new. Okay. Uh, it follows Mira. It's like Mira on a side quest. Yeah. Pretty good. I actually thought that was really strong. It made me want to read the main Aquaman series because it's sort of like, all right, now read Aquaman. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe I will. Right. So thumbs up for Mira. And then I guess currently reading. What am I currently reading? I don't even remember. Uh, Skating on Thin Ice by Jessica Fletcher and Donald Bain. It's a murder she wrote book. Nice. And that's it for me. That was an angry bookmark. It's a whirlwind. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. What yeah. about you? It's like you were doing? yelling at the bookmark. What's Venom up to? Uh, I am currently reading a Venom series, but I wasn't going to talk about it right now. because I'm, I'm only in the... Uh, it's because Venom and Scarlet Spider have a crossover with Carnage called Minimum Carnage. So I have to read both. Oh, that's kind of funny. Thank you. Uh, all right. What uh, did I finish? You read some Martha Wells, didn't you? Yes, Nick. Sorry, uh, I read some all. I read All Systems Red, which is book one of the Murderbot Diaries. Oh uh, yeah, by Martha Wells. Hugo this winning Murderbot. Yes, at least nominated. I can't remember if it won. No, I think you're right. Yeah, we'd have to double check. Okay. we'll get Roger in on that. Yeah, Roger, our senior intern. Yeah. Uh, how was the Mule, Roger? Did he like it? Oh, oh wow, <laughs> Jeez, he okay. did not. Well, yeah, it's either he didn't like the Mule or he didn't like us. Something in there made Roger yeah. very unhappy. But yeah. anyway. anyway. Um, all Sisters Red, pretty good. It's it's short. It's a novella. Uh, there's four of these. Uh, we have all of them in our collection. We sure do. Um, I checked out the second one to read next. Um, yeah, it's it's about a robot who he's a murder bot. He he's a security bot. Oh, he has disengaged. He had a faulty inhibitor, uh, that made him have to take orders. Okay, and so. He just used that to. He just pretends like it's still working and that he has to obey orders. Yes. But really, he spends all his time watching uh, soap operas and everything. That's fun. Um, it did win the Hugo Award, folks. All systems red. Yes. Okay. Um, but it there's something about it. It just never, never fully clicked to like a four star read for me. It was entertaining and I liked the dialogue, but some of it was slightly repetitive, which yeah. is strange considering how short it is. Yeah. Um, he he likes the humans he's with, which I felt was kind of, which was fine, but I never understood why he liked them, and that seemed like an important part of it all. Yeah, I would say. So, uh, but then there's four of these. So. You going to follow up the, with the rest? Yeah, I checked out the second one. Okay. Uh, let's see. I I started, I'm reading the Gambit collection from like the, his 1999 series. Okay. It's, it's funny because this is like, the late 90s were a weird time for the X-Men where things are just like goofy and everything. The sales were low. The X-Men movie was a year away. Mm. Uh, but Gambit was doing fine. Okay. So he's just off doing his uh, his thieving stuff. So, yeah, I guess I don't have too much to say about that right now. I guess you don't. Uh, I read The Man of Steel by Brian Michael Bendis. Okay. This is Brian Michael Bendis's first thing he wrote with That's, DC. With Superman, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, it reads like a slightly restrained Brian Michael Bendis which is nice. Meaning what? Meaning there's not a bunch of thought bubbles where he's like, listen, okay? Okay? Listen, I'm going to tell you something, all right? Here's the deal. Okay. Listen. Uh, it's just like normal dialogue. I could care less about how Krypton exploded. Yeah, and, and enough. I never care enough. about... I didn't like this book. I never care about Superman there. having enemies that are just big space monsters right with like no real sense of design it's like boy he sure looks like every space guy superman's ever fought yeah kind of a doomsday kind of dragar yeah 
Kind of Dragar. Yeah. yeah. A little Dragar like. You know, I, I don't know why I, I expected the name Dragar <laughs> to, to have a bunch of I don't like, either, yes! but boy, you, you really did. Dragar. You really did. I put a lot of, uh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, over the weekend, I had a long weekend, but I was sick. So I watched, uh, I finished season four of Gotham. Wow. Uh, Good, because we were all worried about you. Yeah. Well, yesterday was kind of a uh, a marathon of nine episodes. And by kind of, I mean I watched nine episodes of Gotham season four. Okay. To finish it, so good, good stuff sometimes. Not great stuff other times. Yeah. I. It's still like, th- what was cool about this season was that it's been on for four, and so now they've introduced some char- enough characters yeah. where they had like team ups and everything with like Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, and Jerome, their Joker character. Right. We're like teaming up to escape Arkham. I'm like, oh, they can just do this now. At yeah. one point, they're all at a house, and Mr. Freeze and Firefly are there with uh, Penguin and everything. I'm like, they can just have all the Batman's villains just hanging just out. Chilling. Yeah. And so that's kind of nice. That's, that's fun. That's entertaining. I don't know if I would suggest watching four seasons to no, get to it that cool slowly stuff. broke your brain. I would say season two and four are the best seasons. Okay. Though season three had some cool stuff. All right. But. Yeah. So now I'm now I'm up to date with season five. That's exciting. The the zero year zero year episode. The, exciting the times. last episode of season four had a really cool like uh I don't know end quota where they were showing like what they blew up the bridges. Okay. To make oh, like no, a man's no man's land. land yeah, they're doing sure. no man's land. All right. And so they're just showing all the villains just off in their own making their own territories and everything. I'm like, this is actually gonna be no man's land. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll see if they actually do yeah, that. I have to make s- it happen. There's three episodes of season five out right now, so I'm going to start. Do it. So I watched a few things. Did you? Yeah, I watched a movie called The Vanishing of Sydney Hall. Huh. It was pretty good. Okay. Elle Fanning, Kyle Chandler, and oh. somebody else. It's about a it's about a young author who like hits it big right mm-hmm. away, and uh, people start taking his book like way too seriously, and there are some like deaths involved. Yikes! Uh, and so he becomes a recluse and like vanishes and kyle chandler's character is trying to find him so you're kind of seeing some things in flashback uh pretty good i don't know how i would classify it not a thriller i guess i would just say a straight up drama okay but it was pretty interesting and then uh we had a little brad bird marathon we watched uh incredibles 2 which i had seen with my son and my wife hadn't seen it uh Uh, it's great i really like it i Uh, like it better than the first one yeah i think it's excellent some of the action scenes in that movie are really good then we watched uh tomorrowland which yeah, I don't no know idea. Okay. I have no idea who that movie's for. It wasn't yeah, me. No one did. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, that was the problem. Uh, it was long. I mean, it was over two hours. Yeah. It was just kind of rudderless. You yeah. know, there was there was like there was a cool nostalgia vibe that I liked, but I feel like you never really got to see or experience Tomorrowland. Right. And the rest of the time, you're just kind of like, well, why is George Clooney hanging out with these little kids? It was just, yeah. it wasn't good. Okay. I didn't hate it, but you know, it just. There's a lot of good pieces there that just didn't work. Yeah. So I don't recommend Tomorrowland. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> but I don't. Was That's there a third movie in the Brad Bird? Iron nah, Giant? just the two. Just the two. Mission I Impossible still 4? haven't seen Iron Giant to oh, this yeah. day. I haven't wow. seen it. Yeah. Iron Giant's great. Yeah, I got to watch it. Uh, Okay. Book I watched Isle of Dogs. Oh, yeah. Isle of Dogs. Okay. Who is that? Good. Is that Wes uh, Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Uh, The stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Everything. It was, it was funny. I enjoyed uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That yeah. was his last stop motion thing, right? Yeah. Is it, Bill Murray in it? Yeah, as one of the dogs. Nice. Uh, Brian Cranston is like the main character right. dog. Uh, mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, Jeff Goldblum has some really funny lines. And at one point, Jeff Goldblum's just like, I don't know. I Dogs talk and I listen. I just love gossip. And it's just, <laughs> it's just funny hearing. It's a you, very Goldblum-y line. Yeah. I can picture him saying, um, I listen. It's, I don't love 
everything about the movie. I'd say like every time we're off the Isle of Dogs and we're dealing with people and a certain character that I just didn't like at all. Yeah, I don't always want to deal with people. Um, but yeah, it was good. It wasn't as sad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be real sad because it was oh, dog stuff. Right. But yeah. Uh, Were any of the dogs ever tied to a dead hobo? No. Because if you're looking for that, may I suggest no. a dog's way home? Okay. There is a dog that was that died because it was trapped in its uh, carrier. Okay. Was, it, get was the dead dog tied to a live hobo? No. Because that's no. a twi- Okay. No. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. What's next? Yep. Book news. Book news. Want to do some advance notices? Uh, let me check. Yes. Okay. I've got a couple that uh, <laughs> I don't care about, but somebody out there does. Hey. So here they come. Yeah, don't don't take your headphone aggression out on these advanced You're notices. Right. You're right. They didn't do anything. You're right. It just it doesn't work. And this kind, they don't even know. Yeah. Do you want to borrow my iPod? Uh, no. Celtic Empire. Huh. This is book number... Well, screw <laughs> you. Book <Sorry>. number... <laughs> Celtic Empire, book number 25 in the Dirk Pitt series, written by Clive Cussler and Dirk Cussler. Yeah. So he named Look, his son Dirk, Dirk because of the character is Dirk. Is not a name. It is so. No, it's not. Dirk Cussler. Dirk, Dirk is not a name. Dirk Pitt begot Dirk Cussler. Dirk is the sound that it makes when your head like hits a cupboard. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're in a comic book and yeah. you walk by and you're like, it's like Dirk is the right. but it's not a yeah. name. Dirk. It's not a name. All right. Dirk is something a Muppet might say. That's true. Like it, it might be thrown out as one of the words the Swedish chef says. Like, yeah. Burka Dirk Dirky. Dirky Burk. Yep. Yeah. All right. Apologies to all Dirks out there. So yeah, sorry. Uh, An ancient mystery becomes an all too real modern threat for Dirk Pitt and his colleagues. I don't think anything about a Clive Costler novel is modern. In an extraordinary, (laughs) (laughs) extraordinary adventure novel in one of suspense fiction's most beloved series. Okay, the murder of a team of UN scientists while investigating mysterious deaths in El Salvador, Mm -hmm. a deadly collision in the waterways off Detroit, an attack from Tomb Raiders. Are they allowed to say that? A lot of Lara Croft. Can they say that? Every version of Lara Croft is here. All right. And attack- Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Alexander. The other lady. Dr- Van, Van de Camp. Uh, 32-bit Lara Croft <laughs> from the original PlayStation. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Tomb Raiders. Uh, An attack from Tomb Raiders on an archaeological <laughs> site along the Nile. Is there a link between the violent events? The answer may lie with the tale of an Egyptian yes. princess forced to flee the armies of her father 3,000 years ago. Yeah. From the desert sands of Egypt to the rocky isles of Ireland to the deep water locks of Scotland. Only Dirk Pitt can unravel the secrets of an ancient enigma that could change the very future of mankind. Wait. Coming to you in March, folks. Ancient what? I don't remember. An ancient enigma? Enigma. Is yeah. that a word? No, wait. I'm not delivering this right. I was going to make a big deal about how Enigma is like a word Riddler. in the Riddler's name. Yeah. His okay. name is... Sorry. It, it would have worked because I truly believed you didn't know that. <laughs> Sometimes I wish this was more of a visual medium than it is because part of me wants to act out what you're describing in mm. like charades. Yeah. Like you're when you're like a group of UN scientists and I want to pretend like I'm a UN scientist. Well, yeah. Arms up. You're a scientist. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go on. Uh, it, ooh, you know, it, here's here's proof that families who write together stay together because Janet Ivanovich and Peter Ivanovich are writing book number six in uh, the Fox and O'Hare. Husband oh, and wife? Part of me dies whenever I say the Fox and O'Hare series. Fox and O'Hare. Try the it again. Fox and O'Hare. There Pretend you're saying uh, Catherine O'Hare. Okay. Uh, now I'm picturing the Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. The Big Kahuna. A stoner, an Instagram model, a Czech oligarch, and a missing unicorn. Oh. 
Nick Fox and Kate <laughs> O'Hare have their work cut out for them in their weirdest, wildest adventure yet in the latest entry in the New York Times bestselling series by Janet and Peter Ivanovich. Yeah. Who is Peter Ivanovich? No idea. To her? No idea. Son? I'm assuming son, but I really don't know. You want to look it up while I read this? Uh, straight from FBI agent Kate O'Hare always play. Oh, straight arrow FBI agent Kate O'Hare always plays by the rules. Charming con man Nicholas Fox makes the... Wait. Nick Whoa. Fox. Nick Fox is the character, the main protagonist from my Whoa. unpublished work, Time Fox. So is this... You don't think... Are they piggybacking on... Look, there's a You know pe- what? You yeah. know what? Speaking of the uh the villain of my unpublished work Time Fox, Dan Fox, uh-huh. based on my childhood best friend Dan Manson. And guess what? what? My childhood friend Dan Manson's turning 36 this very day. Happy birthday, buddy. Wow. He's anyway. older than you. No, he's younger than me by several weeks. <laughs> anyway, uh Wait. Char- Yes. Yeah. Charming con man Nicholas Fox makes them up as he goes along. She thinks he's nothing but a scoundrel. He thinks she just needs to lighten up. Boy, this thing writes itself. Look, she has a husband named Peter, but she also has a son named Pete. Interesting. Pete Ivanovich is her husband. Peter is the son. So I don't know who you wrote You said this. Peter like Miss Piggy and the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> All right. Uh, they're working together to tackle the out-of-bounds case ordinary FBI agents can't touch. And their relationship? Well, okay, wait a minute. Go on. Is this the son? Is he writing like a sexy will they, won't they? No, I think this is the husband. The husband. Yeah. I think we can relax. I don't know. They're working together to tackle the out-of-bounds cases. name is Pete. Ordinary FBI agents can't touch. And their relationship? Well, there hasn't been so much explosive chemistry since Nitro was introduced to glycerin. I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) No, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. This is what happens when elitism... Coming in March, everyone. The big kahuna. By Janet Ivanovich, maybe her son, we don't know. No, it's her husband. It's her husband. Yeah, everybody can relax. Everybody just relax. Nick is lashing out at everybody right now. (laughs) He's like an octopus playing the drums. (laughs) And we all just got to back up and hope he finds some wireless Bluetooth headphones between (laughs) now and Friday. Uh, All right, tell us what's on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. All right, here we go. Just tell us. All right, stop. All right. <laughs> Actually, number 11 on the New York Times bestsellers list is the one you just read, The Only Woman in the Room. Oh. There's also a song by the Flight of the Concords. I know that's why you're bringing it up, so don't pretend like you're bringing it up just because I said it. Uh, called Hottest Woman in the Room. I appreciate you not even trying to say that. <laughs> no, that's not what I was All wondering. right. Number 10 this week on the hardcover list of the New York Times bestsellers, Yeah, we have The Winter of the Witch. Mm. Uh, man, it's, cold. it's so cold outside. It must be. Must be the winter. Of yeah, the uh, this is by Catherine Arden. The final book of the Winter Night trilogy, The Fate of Two Worlds, depends on a girl who seeks to forge her own path. Okay, get it, girl. Uh, yeah, get your own path. Yep. I don't know. Is I, mean, I don't know. Um, I this is book. This is book three, final book. I okay. have never heard of this series before. What? So, tell me again. What's the series? Is it, it could be a series title? Uh, it does not. Okay. Sorry. No, wait. Winter Night. No. All right. Sorry. Can't help you. Number nine, Circe by Madeline Miller. Okay. Uh, Zeus banishes Helios' daughter to an island where she must decide between living with gods or mortals. Mm. I guess I'd pick mortals, yeah, but probably. as a god. Probably. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're when you're a god living with gods, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But when you're a god living with mortals... I hear you. Hello. 
<laughs> Number eight, Every Breath by Nicholas hey, Sparks. Yes? I just need to clarify one thing. Yeah. You know that Fox and O'Hare uh-huh. thing uh-huh. where the, the two have the sexy chemistry, there's Fox and O'Hare, uh-huh. and, the, and the chemistry for them is off the charts. Uh-huh. Um, those sexy books are written by a mother and son. Peter Ivanovich, the son, is writing those with well, his mom. Well, maybe... Maybe he's writing the adventure parts. I, Look, we're not the kind I'm of podcast just, that can cover such I'm a, just telling you. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. That's the facts. Yeah. That's There's no judgment. Do you that's think, just the facts. Do you think the fox and the hare, uh, fox and O'Hare, do you think their arch enemy is the tortoise? I, it would have to be. Yeah. If it's not, they're the really... The tortoise they're, and the scorpion. They're really missing Wait, out. Who, who did this? Oh, the scorpion killed a frog. Yeah, scorpion killed a frog. Well, that's a series right there. Gingerbread man, then. Yep. Yep. Gingerbread... Man. That that is a story sexy enough for a mother and son to tell. Jeez, every breath by Nicholas Sparks at number eight. Uh, difficult choices and uh, hope has entered. True walls. True true walls is a character in this book. We've talked about this before. What was the book again? Every breath. Oh yeah, right. You right, take right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. step every, you, every make. Move you make. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's get some life in here. Number seven, verses up for the dead. <gasps> I just said life. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're right. Uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, oh, Agents yeah. Pendergast and Cold Moon, track a killer who removes hearts and leaves handwritten letters. Oh, that's nice. Would you prefer a handwritten letter? Sure. Yeah. I, I guess I was nice. going to say like time. a name, like Cold Moon or Cold Moon, Night Sky, or like that's a character's Deep name Sorrow. is Cold Moon. Yeah. Would you Would you think it's cool? Would you prefer being like Nick Dead Star? Uh no I okay. no I don't think so all right number six fire and blood by George R R Martin the fi- first I almost said final volume but there's no such thing as a George R R Martin work mm-hmm. of no works. there's no such thing uh history of the Tigarians in Restoros everybody's been wondering what the Tigarians were doing and now they know yeah uh number five the reckoning by John Grisham a decorated World War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor but new this week is at num is number four. Uh, this is fun. The Be- new better be. Ibera Blues by James Lee Burke. Detective Dave Robichaud. Robichaud and his new partner, Bailey Ribbons, investigate the death. Bailey Ribbons? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> investigate the death of a young woman uh, by crucifixion. Look, Holy I take back the mackerel. fun part. That is that is less fun than I originally I promised. Guess. Number three. Oh, she'll help us out. Turning Point by Danielle Steele. Four American trauma doctors face difficult choices when they join a mass casualty training program in Paris. Okay. So that's a little bit more fun. Yeah. Number two, where the crawdads sing. A woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Do you think she's having, do you think she has like a Wilson friendship with like a volleyball? Maybe. Out in the marsh? Could be. She's just in the marsh. Yeah. She can probably get. I have an alibi. Ask Wilson. That's dumb. Tell them. I don't like it. Tell them. Are you going to talk about Angie? Wilson. Are you going to be talking <laughs> yes. about Angie Thomas's new books? I'm going to be talking about book number one. Okay. Go ahead. Who's Angie Thomas? <laughs> Who wrote the Hate You Give? I just wondered. Probably. If that, I just wondered. Yeah, if that I've was got that a list. Okay, I just wondered. Boy, I was curious. Boy, I want to know. This is how the sausage gets made, people. And it is mice. unattractive as Boy. it looks like. I wish I had a nickel for every time you said that sausage gets made. <laughs> I wish I had a nickel for every time I felt good about myself on this podcast. Kim, come here. No, Bring it in. Come on. No, it's fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> number one. Number one. I can't believe you didn't go along with that Wilson bit. 
That was yeah. so funny. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm Wilson Bout. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number one, An Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and Sarah oh. Pekinen. Jessica Ferris's yeah. life unravels when she signs up for the Dr. Shields psychological study. This is from the author of The Wife Between Us. Yes, which was very good. If you haven't read that, I would say check that out. I really like that. It was not written by a sexy mother and son. So it wasn't. There was... <laughs> You're going to have to let that go, man. All right. Like the gingerbread man you know what? It's on gone. the fox. It's gone. You're going to have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> it has I'm, nothing I'm, to do I'm with move, that, people. I moved on. All right. Is the gingerbread man's story supposed to teach us something? I don't know, but it's upsetting. I know that. He can run and run, and then he gets eaten by a fox. Yeah. Like, should we not attempt O'Hare, I think. to flee from our birth parents? Huh. Should we not... Like, if our parents say, you're a blacksmith for the rest of your life, right. should we also then say, sure? I guess unless you want to get eaten by a fox, right. you should be a blacksmith. I think okay. that's the takeaway. <laughs> right, I was trying to work that out. All right. Let's look at some anticipated books of the year. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of these that I'm excited about. Uh, I, I'm sort of combining multiple lists, but I'm taking a lot from the BookBub list uh, originally published in December. Winter of the Witches on this Christina list. Christina Wright. So that's, that's where a lot of mine are coming from. So yeah. thank you and check it out at BookBub. Um, do you want to go first? What do you got? On my list? I have a yeah. separate list. All right. Tell me what you got. I got. I found this site called Brightly. Okay. Oh, it says Read Brightly. Mm. Uh, these are YA books. Two Can Keep a Secret Okay. by Karen M. McManus. Are you familiar with this? I would hope that two could, yeah. Are you familiar with the author? Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't read her, but... She wrote the... Uh, come on. Now I'm all lost. Maybe I wasn't ready. Two Can Keep a Secret. Uh, one of Us is Lying. Okay. She has a new book coming out. All right. I'm sorry. Go on. Your book now. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Marlon James, who uh, has had some pretty pretty well-received books over the years, uh, is starting a new trilogy, which apparently has, is getting a lot of... Um, it's get a lot of, like, advanced buzz. People are saying it's, you know, the next Game of Thrones type deal. I don't know if I would go that far, but it combines fantasy and African mythology and history. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. Anyway, this is called Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. This is coming out uh, in February. So if you are a uh, uh, fantasy fan, this this might be right up your alley. You might want to check this out. Hmm. You got one for me? Yeah. Uh, on the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Do we have a date here? Oh, I sounded like I was getting really choked up you there. You did, yeah. February 5th. Uh, Angie Thomas, writer of The Hate You Give. Second novel. So On the Come Up. As uh, let's see, what do they say? Poignant and heartfelt story of what means to be young and black. A 16-year-old aspiring rapper finds herself in the midst of a media scandal as she fights the uphill battle to achieve her dream. Hmm. So, achieve that dream. We will see if uh, this book probably won't be as big as I can't imagine it being as big as The Hate You Give. No, I wouldn't think so. Maybe, maybe uh, the yeah, her name will be well. It's kind of high off this. yeah, but. You know, the Hate You Give movie did nothing. Like, nobody saw it. So. Yeah, I got some opinions on that. I'm gonna but maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't know if, like, the name is enough. Maybe it's not. But I'm sure uh, I'm it's, I'm sure there'll be a lot of interest in like, the publishing world. The Hate You Give is world. still always on the uh, oh, yeah. best sales list. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing. Uh, well, one that's currently popular right now is The Alice Network. And that's by Kate Quinn. Uh, it's a historical fiction. It's been getting a lot of um, a lot of checkouts, certainly. She's writing a follow-up, which I don't think is a sequel necessarily, but certainly uh, thematically similar. 
So this is um, The Huntress by Kate Quinn, not the DC character. <gasps> yep. Uh, this is a richly detailed World War II novel centering on a lethal Nazi villainess. Uh, filled with realistic characters and compelling intertwining storylines, The Huntress would be the perfect choice for a historical fiction-loving book club. I would agree, because I could consider doing the Alice Network, so maybe we'll mm. pick that up. That's coming out in February. Mm. Sorry, it sounded like I was having like a really good sandwich in that situation. No, no, it sounded like you weren't paying attention. No, but, it was. Oh, okay. Um, Are you going to... Out of the ones... Is this, is this the type of thing that you use what to decide what you're going to read in the future they are helpful to me yeah yeah okay uh lady smoke by lara sebastian prepare to be whisked back into the world of sorry did did we clarify that your your picks are all young adult picks yeah right okay Hi, I everybody know, i assume people would know that but right yeah. off the bat you're doing the ya and i'm picking adult books Go yeah ahead. yeah nick's got the grown-up books i've got the young adult books Grew yep. up a little bit too fast. Yeah. Learned a little bit too much too quickly. Sure did. Uh, <laughs> prepare to be whisked back into the world of Ash Princess with the second installment in this dark fantasy series. Theodosia managed to escape the crazier with Prince Soren as her prisoner. Now she must raise an army to take back her kingdom. Magic, war, and romance abound in the pages that this can't-miss YA fantasy series. And if you do miss it, there's about... 30 other books like this. Let me ask you about yeah. that. February 5th. How is YA Fantasy doing? Uh, fine. It seems oversaturated. I would say. Yeah. It seems like it, we're kind of hitting a tipping point where people we're, are going to be like, eh, I don't want to do we're that. We're getting anymore. to this point where all the covers also look the same. Yes. And With it's like, and they're like, not even, the, even the titles colored, are Like getting. colored lattice on black back. Yeah. Sort of intricate. Yeah. And a lot of the titles are also starting to, I think we have one called like The Prince Thief and one's called, like, The Thieves Prince or something. It's just, yeah, there needs to be a little bit more variety. Yeah. So, all, all right. right, I won't read another fantasy one. Here's one that I'm personally looking forward to, and it wow. is called Daisy Jones and the Sixth. The author here is Taylor Jenkins Reid, who I've not read before, but this is about uh, the rise and fall of an iconic made-up, of course, mm -hmm. a 1970s band. And it just, it looks cool. The cover looks cool. They've already bought the film rights to it. It just seems like right. it's going to be big and interesting. So I definitely okay. plan to read that. Uh, Superman Dawnbreaker by Matt De La Pena, oh. uh, who has written some of the Infinity Ring, I think. Well, he held my uh, hand up like he, I was yeah. uh, Johnny Carson. He he won the Newberry for Last Step on Market Street a couple of years ago. Oh, well, there you was go. A big, remember, you, that was a big upset because it was, well, not an upset, but it was a picture book, and picture books were. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. And he has, I think he has one up for the Caldecott this year. Oh. Love, I think it's called, which I thought was kind of lame, but. Well, maybe it'll win. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe yeah, Matt, Matt De La Pena is a pretty uh, pretty big name at the moment. The irresistible DC icon series continues with the story of a teenage Clark Kent. When he stumbles across a dark secret hiding beneath the charm of Smallville, Clark and his best friend set out to find the truth and save the town. March 5th. Okay. Yeah. Alifair Burke, who is the daughter of James Lee Burke, who currently has one uh, on the bestseller list, uh -huh. she also writes with... Um, What's her name? Mary Higgins Clark for the uh, Under Suspicion series. Right. This is a standalone thriller. Uh, her last one, The Wife, was a bestseller like right off the bat. So this is a twisty thriller. Um, prominent attorney Adam McIntosh has murdered estranged sisters Chloe and Nikki. One his ex, one his wife, must join forces to resolve old grievances and deal with the secrets of their past. That's kind of an interesting premise, I would say. The Better Sister by Alifair Burke coming out in April. 
Hmm. Take it away. Uh, <laughs> it's like each time you forget how it works. <laughs> F- field notes on love by Jennifer E. Smith. Why romance lovers will be thrilled to get their hands on this book. Calm down. A recently dumped high school graduate teams up with an artistic girl to take a cross-country train trip. Charming and utterly swoon-worthy, Jennifer E. Smith's heartwarming novel is a breath of fresh air. And as somebody right now whose nose is so stuffed, he's forgotten what yeah, fresh what air you is. Give. Yeah, yeah. Give me this book right now. Absolutely. I'll take thirty cc's. Absolutely. Is that a lot? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, you remember the Lilac Girls, which came out, uh, I believe, just last mm. year. No. Go on. <laughs> all right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all right. This is this is kind of confusing. So I'm just going to read you. I'm just going to read you this verbatim. Uh-huh. If you loved Carolyn Faraday's story in Lilac Girls, you'll want right. to read about her mother, Eliza, in Lost Roses. So this mm. is like a prequel. A prequel, but it's based on real events leading up to World War One. Okay. All right. So same author, Martha Hall Kelly. Uh, so they are connected, but it's not like uh, this is not like book two or, or like you have to read them together. They're both standalones, right. but they oh. are connected. So if you're a fan of the Lilac Girls and you're looking for more, there will be a nice Got connection here. But if you're not a fan of the Lilac Girls and just want to pick one up, Lost Roses. Right. Coming your way. I got a couple more. You got one? Yeah, I got some. Go for it. Uh, Killing November by Adriana Mather. Mather. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this then you just go Halloween, Christmas. There'd be no in between. Oh, that'd be nice. I don't think so. Well, there's so a little wind down. You, so Thanksgiving you know. is your come down holiday? No. No. All right. Uh, this prep school thriller will keep you reading well past your bedtime. November, <laughs> November arrives at a secluded school where students train to become okay. spies and assassins. Ooh. When she finds herself at the center of a murder investigation, November must find the true killer before she becomes the next victim. Better find her. That's coming out in March 26. So... Uh, I'll just do the next one real quick. All for One by Melissa De La Cruz. Uh, this is book three of the Alex and Eliza, Eliza series. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was going to be a trilogy. No, I didn't but either. here we are. Here we are. Final book. Yeah. I wonder how well, it turns out. You recall the uh, the book and film Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. With Julia Roberts in the movie? Yeah. Did anybody care about that? I feel like no. It was a big thing for was a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know the book was. I didn't think the movie ever yeah. really took off, but what do I know? Okay. I mean, Julia Roberts doing TV now, so it probably didn't do that great. Elizabeth Gilbert is back with a novel, City of Girls. Uh, Let's see. It's a love story set in the New York City theater scene in the 1940s, Mm. told from the perspective of the 95-year-old protagonist. Mm. Interesting. Go ahead. Take it away. Uh, I got two more after this. Let me give you a heads up. Oh, okay. Two more. Well, then, here's a sci-fi one. Why do I recognize these names? Uh, Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. A band of misfits, a girl just out of cryosleep, and a galaxy on the brink of war make Aurora Rising an addictive space opera you won't want to miss. Told from six alternating point of views, it promises to be an action-packed adventure set in the distant future. That's coming out May 7th. I feel like I recognize the Lots of POVs the there. Six? Yep. You, you, you should have grew up reading Animorphs. I guess so. The Megamorphs, she switched between all the Animorphs wow. throughout the book. That is so many. Turn of the Key. Oh, real. She wrote the oh, Illuminate yeah. books. Oh, right, right, right. And Jake Kristoff wrote that. Uh, I bought it as a YA, and then we found out it was adult. Right. The Never Night. Yeah, I know what something. you mean. I, anyway. Uh, let's see. Ruth Ware, your personal favorite, Ruth Ware, author of Woman in Cabin 10, among other things, no. has got one coming out. Okay. Uh, yep. It sounds. This one sounds kind of cheesy to me, but I'll. Hit us. 
Rowan Kane thinks she's found her dream job when she takes a position as a nanny at a beautiful smart home in the Scottish Highlands. Ooh. But her dream quickly turns into a nightmare uh-huh. when a child dies and she's imprisoned for murder. The problem is it's the home has a lot of smarts, but not a lot of common sense. Mm. It's just street smarts. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess the smart home makes me think it's going to be like a cheesy like wah, 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 we are yeah. the future kind of thing yeah. which i'm not all the about. simpsons already did an episode where pierce brosnan was the house oh. and like was in love with marge well there you go yeah simpsons beat him to it coming out in august folks simpsons did and then it. i got one more after this so uh girl gone viral by Look marvin amadi i probably take an antibiotic desperate to learn more about her father's disappearance opal harper yeah it's hopper hooper Op- opal it's hopper opal hooper hopper don't enters a contest run by Apple a virtual Hooper. reality company. If she wins, she could meet the founder of the company, a billionaire who might know where her father is. Hmm. This high-tech thriller is perfect for fans of Marie Lou's Warcross and Ernest Klein's Ready Player One, and it comes out May 21st. Well, let me ask you, is the millionaire her father? Yes. Is he the father? Well, he's a billionaire. Oh, well. Yeah. But do you think he, you think that's going to be the thing? Guess what, kitten? It's uh-huh. me. I think it's going to be like that? Yeah. Okay. Would you be excited to meet your father and find out he's a billionaire? I guess you could do worse. Yeah, do worse than like a millionaire. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna upset my life. How do you for ask a couple of millions? Like, hey, you're my dad. Yeah. Can I have one million dollars? Because he's got a billion. I think that's a reasonable request. Yeah. You wouldn't even miss it. That's nothing. Yeah. You just want a little walking around money. <laughs> just a couple mil. Yeah. A couple hundred thousand would be fine. Yeah. Really. Would you want those in tens? In tens. Yeah. I don't think so. Twenties? I don't think. Well, twenties probably be all right. All right. 20s you don't want a hundred ones you don't want you don't want ones yeah you don't you want to be in the middle of that uh that spectrum there yeah you're absolutely right um a few years back i read a book called the night circus by aaron morgenstern have you read this uh i haven't i didn't know you read this no i haven't read it i liked it it was pretty good i picked it up just kind of randomly and i liked it it was about two this was big for a while Mm -hmm. we keep it in romance yes which is fair i guess right i don't I wouldn't say its overarching thing is that it is a romance, but okay. it's basically about two robots, ma- magicians from like <laughs> competing sects or families. I don't know. Circuses, circuses, Cir- guys. Cir- yeah, circai. That's how you say it. <laughs> anyway, it was very good. Mm-hmm. I think you'd enjoy it. Mm. I think everyone would. Not everyone, but I do recommend it. Pick it up. We have it here. Anyway, the author of that is coming out with a new one called The Starless Sea, Ooh. and it has been a minute since that other book came out. How long ago was that? You're using a minute as in a long time. A long time. Okay. When graduate students... I was still working in Jacksonville, Florida. No. Yes. Older than that. No, I know. I'm saying like 20... Before 2015. Yeah. Was the night circus. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. When graduate student Zachary Ezra Rollins finds a mysterious book hidden in the library, it leads to a series of do's... Clues. Sorry. (laughs) Clues. Do's and don'ts. him away on a grand and magical adventure. Uh Uh-huh. Readers will have to wait until November, so look out. It's not coming out until November 5th, but you have all that time to read The Night Circus, which I think you should. That's okay. pretty good. Uh, that's going to do it for me. There's there's lots more, of course, coming yeah, out this year, course. including like the the main popular authors who always publish every year. Yeah. Uh, interested to see what Stephen King does in the coming year, because I think he's stumbled a little bit over the last... It's It's been... It's like it's a good time to be Stephen King, because mm-hmm. lots of uh, adaptations it doing too. very well. Yeah. yeah coming out but i don't think anybody has really been buzzing about his last several books so the outsider did okay we'll see but yeah but i don't think like i think numbers wise it did okay but i don't think there was a whole lot of like he's back oh yeah i don't think there was anything like that 
Anyway. I so shouldn't I, have taken the uh, Theraflu and the Motrin together right before the podcast. Potent mixture. Because there has been some times like, I'm just going to lean up against my microphone. Hmm. Just fall right asleep. You're going to fall asleep? No. I'm all right. I'm, I'm fully... I'm here. Okay. Let's start this. Welcome well, to episode one. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're just winding down because right. we've got a concert this week in the auditorium. We've Who is it? Roger Pettengill, uh, a guitarist, singer. He's going to sing some uh, old classics, so you're going to like it. What type of uh, music? Um, it, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty eclectic set. Nice. Uh, it's it's um, He calls it like all the songs you love, so oh. it's kind of a, a greatest hits of probably like 70s, 80s. It looks like okay. a lot of uh, a lot of his wheelhouse. Well, I can't wait to hear Other Side by the Chili Peppers. We've got a new, <laughs> we've got a new uh, band coming called Buffalo Rose. They're coming on February 1st. Mm-hmm. Book Club's currently reading The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty, which <gasps> I just finished. You just talked about. Yep, and that is going to be, we're meeting right on Valentine's Day, so what a fun time that'll be. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it as far as that goes. Any any big did events we, coming up last, for you? Last week, did we talk about the Sci-Fi Book Club that was starting? I don't think so. Really? Did I dream that? Maybe you did. Okay. We are going to be starting a Sci-Fi Book Club. Uh, first one we're going to be reading. Uh, we're meeting for that in March, so we'll be right. talking about that a little bit more late February. But yeah, we're going to do a series of four Sci-Fi books. Yeah. If you want to read New along old. with us, the first book is going to be Caves of Steel mm-hmm. by Isaac Asimov. Asimov. So, which is the one we'll talk about in March. Yep. So. I just realized because it's like the end of January, so you have a month to read it, but it's probably fairly short. Well, the first one is not until like March 26th, though. Oh, okay. You have almost two, well, really over two months now. That's why I wasn't really wow. going to talk about All it. All right. But. Time traveled there a yep. little bit. That is coming up. Yeah. Uh, No, not too much. Cool. I, uh, we're we're going to start, I'm going to start working on getting the teen photo show uh, Oh yeah. Like written down and yeah. put on the calendar. So Exciting. that's that's nothing anyone listening has to worry about. Yeah. That's stuff I got to well, That's do. just in your heart. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. Oh, All we're right. showing a house, the house with the clocks in the walls. The Jack built. No. Oh. How's the Jack built? Yeah. House with house with the clocks in the walls, February 1st Fun at 3.30. The author of that book is from Marshall, which is a town over where I spent a lot of time, where my mom grew up, where our friend Bo grew up. And Art. it's it's it was written set in Marshall, and there's a specific house that they're referring to, which mm-hmm. I have seen many times. Wow, so I got a local connection there. That's crazy. Anyway. Are you Marshall? Yeah, I am. Of that, we are Marshall. Yeah, story? I am. Yeah, same thing. Oh. Same thing. No, not really. Oh, all right. Anything else? Or should we close up shop and nah. get you get you in bed? <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> lie down with a pillow and a podcast. Yeah, probably probably a good idea. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, Eric was in such a bad mood. We'll see you next well, time. I was in a good mood. Bye. Bye.